Welcome to Vineyard Hopkinton. As we follow Jesus together, we experience the Holy Spirit, create a multicultural community, and pursue kingdom of God justice. I want to talk about something really basic. How, how do we get along with the Holy Spirit? Okay, You know, in Psalm 139, the psalmist tells us there's, there's, there's not a space in the universe that, that God doesn't occupy. Think about that. You know? That means that even in the ordinary, even in the unspectacular routines of our lives, He's there. Okay? Our job then is to pray, you know, to pay attention to Him. Uh, and to respond to him as he lives with us and works with us and leads us during our daily lives. See, And so this morning, I want to talk about how this actually works in practice. You know, how we can cooperate with the Spirit in our ordinary, everyday lives in a way that doesn't make us weird or it doesn't make us holier than thou but uh, in a way that's helpful in a way that's constructive in a way that's actually exciting and it makes us not more spiritual maybe but maybe more human the way God originally intended us to be you know the Holy Spirit is the key ingredient to life. It, 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 it makes all of the gospel livable. See? And, you know, he, he, the Holy Spirit played a predominant role in Jesus' life as a human. You know? And since Jesus is a kind of prototype of what we would call renewed humanity, the Spirit is the key ingredient to our lives as well. But because life with the Spirit, you know, is, it involves an element of mystery, right? as well as a, as a great deal of surrender and control. Uh, many Christians have a hard time getting along with him. See? But if we're going to interact with the Holy Spirit, interact in ways that are, are, are honoring, in ways that are healthy, we're going to have to hand over the supervision and the management of our lives to Him. There's no way around it. And even for the most open and eager among us, this is easier said than done. That's because most of us humans spend most of our time, most of our energy, trying to stay in control of things. Right? Trying to find life by securing ourselves. 
And so relinquishing control pushes our anxiety buttons. Being out of control is unnerving. (laughs) It's scary, if we're honest, right? Think about all the things you do every day to make sure things are in control. You set your alarms, you check the weather, you do all these things, you pay your insurance because you don't want to not have insurance. You know, all the things. And so, you know, we, you know, we want order. We want predictability. See? So what, so so this life with the Spirit, then, it becomes, you know, something that we struggle with. So what does a healthy relationship with the Spirit look like? What does it mean to be filled? What does it mean to be led by the Spirit? Well, Paul wrote, to the church in Galatia about this. And he, gave a, he gave a picture of it. And I'll just read a portion of that to you right now. Uh, <clears throat> so I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us Keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking uh, and envying each other. Paul here is describing an internal struggle that all Christians experience. It is a struggle between two opposing forces that are alive within us, even in this moment. It is the flesh and the spirit. The two, you know, and and the the struggle, depending on, on which way it goes, has two radically different results. One result is dehumanizing and destructive. The other is life-giving and fruitful. See? A helpful way that I use right now uh, to think about this this tug-and-war, so to speak, is uh, ballroom dancing. Has anybody ever tried ballroom dancing? Let me tell you, it's hard. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's not for wimps. I'll tell you, it's hard physically and mentally, you know, and sometimes even emotionally. <laughs> in, in ballroom dancing, connection is essential. Okay? The most difficult thing to master in ballroom dancing is not the steps. It's the interaction between the partners. See? The leader controls uh, uh, the action and, and initiates all the transitions, the different steps in close contact you know, you know the, the 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 partners, the two dance partners, are in, in, in such close contact that that they're able to move seamlessly. If each, you know, uh, <clears throat> and if in this interaction, in this close connection, right? If each is making their own decisions. If each is doing their steps independently of the other, it's a mess. One person must take control and lead and direct all the moves. See? The other person must trust, pay attention, cooperate in order to keep in step. You see? Any inattention, any resistance, any non-cooperation, any power struggle between the partners ruins the dance. Now, did you know that at this very moment, as we sit here in Hopkinton, Massachusetts, on this rainy morning, there is an eternal dance going on right now. You know, the eternal dance of life, a dance of love. It's called uh, the, uh, some some theologians have it, it's this is not a, a New Testament word, but in the Greek it's called perichoresis. This dance, see, it's the unending flow of selfless love, selfish, uh, selfless giving and receiving, continually going on in the Trinity, Father, Son. Holy Spirit right now it's a dance that exudes a dynamic creative transformative energy so powerful that it spun the universe into existence in my imagination I, I see the Father the Son the Spirit having a great time spinning and whirling in a beautifully choreographed unified Dance of selfless love that creates and sustains all of existence. If they were to stop dancing, there would be nothing. 
And this is the dance that we observe Jesus engaging in in the Gospels. The essence of, of Jesus' life here on earth was one of total surrender and complete submission to that dance. Everything he did, teaching, healing, casting out demons, calming storms, even dying on the cross and raising from the dead. He did in cooperation and dependence on his Father in the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus kept in perfect step with the Spirit, displaying the fruits of the Spirit, displaying, you know, utilizing the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah? It was all by the power of the Spirit, flowing through his humanity in perfect harmony with the Father in heaven. You and I have been invited into that dance. Jesus said in the upper room the night before he was arrested, said, soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you will live. When I'm raised to life again, you will know that I am in the Father. I am dancing with the Father. And you are dancing with me. And I am dancing with you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them and I will love them and reveal my, myself to each of them and we will dance and we will dance and we will dance. The triune, think about this, the triune God wants us to be his dance partners. And in this dance, the Spirit is in close, intimate connection with us. He's living, living in us. How close can you be? He leads, we relinquish control and follow just the way Jesus did. And when we cooperate and stay in step, it results in the beautiful movement of the abundant life that Jesus promised us. The life Jesus himself lived. However, there's a problem. Our self-willed, simple natures can cripple us. We need the Spirit to teach us how to dance. See? Sin. The pull, sin, capital S, okay, is the pull towards autonomy. The pull towards self-sufficiency, <clears throat> independence, apart from God, and this has turned us into control freaks by nature, with <clears throat> with two left feet, 
See? And the results are, is, a power struggle that goes on within us. That's what Paul was talking about in Galatians. And it, it results in a power struggle like the ugly mess that took place uh, every in my eighth grade gym class every Friday. You see, in my, uh, what, what they would do was they would cancel regular gym and they would bring all the boys and the girls together for social dancing. And so what they would do is they'd line us up by alphabetical order. My name is, last name is Turgiano, P. Harvey Press, P. There was always more boys than girls. We were at the end of the line. You get the picture? So, who was going to lead and who was going to follow became an ego thing between two 14-year-olds. Right? And it was a struggle. And it would, what would start out as trying to... would end up in a wrestling match. Yes. And would end up... We'd get thrown out of the class almost every Friday and we'd end up at the principal and, you know... Very ugly. It was. It was. The, it was not what you see on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> now, I've made an important dis- discovery over the years. Keeping in step with the Spirit, actually, for me, has been more about not doing than doing it's become a matter of uh, letting go and allowing myself to be overtaken by another see it's the paradox of being filled with the spirit you know I used to think that word uh, where Paul talks about in in Ephesians 5.18 be filled with the spirit I, in my imagination, I used to think, well, that means bellying up to the bar and chug-a-lugging as much of the spirit as I can get, right? And so that it was about a, quanti- a quantity. I get more of the spirit, I become more powerful, more, you know, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, you know, that sort of thing, more spiritual. But that's not what that word means. That, it, it, it actually... It, it, that word in the English filled is actually from a Greek word that has more of a connotation of living under the influence of. It has the element of control. Be controlled. Live under the control. And constant, it's in a tense that is a constant, ongoing. It's not like a one-time thing. You get filled with the Spirit and then you're off and running. No, it is a constant, daily, sometimes moment-by-moment interaction between me and the Spirit. Be filled, be controlled, be influenced by the Spirit over and over, continually. That means i got to let go. I have to surrender. I have to learn how to live that way. See? It's about him getting more of me rather than me getting more of him. 
It's the issue of control. It's a matter of letting go of, of self-reliance, self-effort that opposes, you know, the opposite to how we've been programmed. Right? Grow up, Mike. What did that mean? Every time my dad would grow up, that means get in control of yourself, man. You know, go take responsibility. Get things done. That's the way most of us grew up, too. So now we're being told, let go, trust, and it's such a struggle. It's like the time I tried water skiing. Anybody, we got any water skiers here? God bless you all. I had the, it was horrible. I had a horrible experience water skiing. I got, you know, how hard could that be? You know? So I get that, you know, we were invited to go water skiing. And I get, uh, so there I am in the water. I'm strapped in, got my skis on. I'm holding on to the back, you know, to the lines. And the, the, the engine is, uh, the boat is starting to go. And I think, you know, okay, here we go. And uh, the boat starts moving, and I grab the lines, and I pull up myself up out of the water, you know, which was a big mistake. <laughs> because I got thrown all over that lake that day. I was, and I wouldn't let go. <laughs> I'm going to muscle my way through this thing. It was horrible. I tried again, and I tried again. By the third or fourth time, I was so wore out from trying to muscle my way up and stand on that water and get the ski that I had no, I had no feelings in my arms anymore, in my hands. I was so tired. And I'm just barely bobbing up and down in the water as they're getting ready, to, and they're laughing at me. And, I, and, and, and so I'm tired. And they, try, they, do, they rev the motor again. They start off slower. And now I'm not pulling on anything. I'm just leaning back. I'm so, I'm dead to myself. I'm up on, at the Now... I'm letting the skis do their job. I'm letting the boat do its job. I'm letting the water do its job. And guess what? I was skiing. <laughs> Dead tired, but I was skiing. <laughs> you see, the more I tried to stay up on the water by muscling my way through, the worse it got. It wasn't until I relaxed and died to myself, to my self-effort, and accepted and yielded to the influence, the power of the boat, the water that I actually skied. And it's in the same way, the more, the more my flesh insists on being in charge of my life, you know, and tries to make things happen, the more I go, I'm out of sync with God's dance. And I, and, 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 if I'm going to keep in step with the Spirit, I have to quiet, you know, to quietly accept His control over my life. You see, rather than doing my own thing, insisting on my own way, muscling my way through my problems, you know, I have to let go and let God do something for me. Okay? Be the Lord the boss I have to let the spirit lead the dance and direct my life 
And this requires something that is so totally countercultural to me, active passivity. That doesn't even sound right. It sounds un-American. It sounds lazy. (laughs) Passive, active, passive. They don't go together in the same sentence. But they do. If you look at the life of Jesus, you know, it's something active. I mean, it's passive because we let go and trust. It's active because I have to say yes. I have to actively cooperate. See? It was exemplified by Jesus himself. Not, Lord, if there's any way that this cup can be passed away, you know, passed by right now. Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane? If there's any way, but never, here's the active passage. If, nevertheless, not my will, but yours. And how many times you and I have to learn how to say that? In one day. But that's, the key to being filled and controlled and enjoy the dance. See? It's an act of faith. I have to actively trust and obey. There is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. We're learning those lessons as little children. This is it. This is the key to living a powerful life. Practically speaking, I, you know, I participate in this dance mostly, mainly through a life of prayer. Prayer isn't the way we control things or get our way. It's the way we participate in the dance and stay in step. I have to pray and listen to God's word speak to me. I have to keep saying yes to doing God's will and obey. Prayer is how I pay attention and follow. See, the best dances, Christian dances I know, are people of prayer. So, as the worship team gets ready to come on up. You know, as I've been talking, some of you have been, been sensing a strange hopefulness. Like, yeah, I think th- this makes sense. Yes, you know, I want to live this way. Yes, I think I can do this. Some of you have been feeling that sense of encouragement. You know who that is? You know what that is? Right now, today. And I think it's going to be a turning point in some of your lives. That's Jesus, the Spirit of Christ, inviting you onto the dance floor with him. Come dance with me. Come on, step out. Trust me. Don't be a wallflower. Don't don't make up your own dance steps dance solo come with me today he's inviting many of you into the dance as we worship 
Let the Holy Spirit just, you know, listen. What's going on in your heart? Okay. Will you dance with him? Will you trust him? Thank you.